and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater, and we are changing gears again from the quiet country life in the UK to the aliens of Planet X. Uh, we are going back to South Africa, or at least to the South African productions of Brad Lansky series by uh, Dieter Zimmerman of Protophonic. We have heard, uh, I think, parts of four and five. It's actually now uh, going back to the beginning, uh, but we heard uh, Brad Lansky and the Anti-Stark, as well as Brad Lansky and the 4D-verse, where this sort of uh, colonial-feeling space explorer uh, was fighting a a being that could uh, enter into four dimensions. Uh, And it's sort of... uh, um, kind of in the, the, the early colonial space exploration kind of thing, it's it's got this real Isaac Asimov kind of uh, sensation of, of, of sort of classic, classic science fiction and, and really uh, exploring scientific concepts and, and pushing uh, the boundaries of imagination. Uh, so th- this is just a, has a special part, place in my heart, especially uh, the uh, Leeds uh, South African accent, um, I have to say, works for me. Um, uh, so what we're hearing today is the alien on planet X, and we're actually going to break it up into two parts uh, this week and next week uh, to, to hear the whole hour and 15 minute piece uh, played with by permission by Protophonic. It was released. Uh, this was the first original installment of the Brad Lansky series, uh, basically a distant uh, research project on a distant part of the Milky Way, uh, investigate a new life form, but then their transmissions stop without warning. Uh, and back on Earth, uh, Brad Lansky is called in to try and understand what's happening on this this distant planet and what kind of being may have caused uh, their, their uh, research team to vanish off the face of the planet. Uh, yeah, so uh, that is that is the premise, um, and and one of the distinctive qualities you'll hear is is how sound design um, and this real uh, electronic synth kind of experience is is a character almost as much as as the characters themselves in this show. And uh, hope you will enjoy um, the two parts of Brad Lansky and Alien at Planet X Part One here on Radio Drum Revival. <laughs>
one missed call from Echo Locator. Yes? Hello? Hello, Dieter. Did you have a good sleep? Yeah. What's up? I have received a transmission. Class? It contains a distress code. What? Why didn't you wake me? Okay, show me the quarantine letter result. Did you pattern match the message on RDB? Still processing. Comment A7. Try to get a fix on its origin. What's up? Dodgy signal. On my way. Why can't we just do science without all the risk? It's not called bleeding edge science for nothing. The trick is to manage the risk so that... <laughs> Has our ship fallen asleep or something? Echo, please report on the message code. Right now, if possible. I am unable to generate semantic constructs from this code. What did you say? The law states I must help any vessel in distress. Yes, we're just being careful. What's the code type of the distress portion? It belongs to a nomadic subculture. And all the rest? No semantic data found. What's with the jug? Show us an AV of the message. It's a, a lot of code. Echo, activate all firewalls. Comms firewalls already active. Good. And sensor firewalls? Sensor firewalls now active. Sound screen? I know. I know you hate flying blind, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. What are you looking at? I... What's the matter? I think our flight path is... is changing. Why? It looks fine to me. Yep, right on track. But the baseline's changing too. Flight comp has gone offline, so I can't see the actual numbers. What? You sure about that? Yes, it's just dropped into maintenance mode. No, about our flight path. I can't say without flight comp, but my feeling is... Yes. Ask Celius to check his own nav system. I don't know where he is. He's not answering. Then find the damn drone. What the... What? Per sensor grid. He's not on board. What? You saying he jettisoned in mid-cruise? Why didn't he tell us? Okay. We must assume then we've been hijacked. Okay, Plan Samaritan. We have to override Fly Comp and go to manual. Okay. Right. We start Plan Samaritan. Sound screen? Echo, we've decided to assist the party in distress. Switch flight control to manual. The flight computer asks that you postpone your request. Negative. Our help is urgently required. Acknowledge dual first officer biometric override. Sandy Larkin, Captain confirmed. Hands on the console! <laughs> Dieter Rothman, First Officer confirmed. Biometric override mode active. Command, switch flight control to manual assist. Command queued. Estimated execution will occur in 35 minutes. Uh, we have a problem. Negative. Command level zero. Switch to manual now. Insufficient resources. Full diagnostic run in progress. Sandy, Flycom cores all running at 200%. That's impossible. 
Echo, cancel Flycomp's diagnostic run and confirm. He's cooked. Flycomp, cancel all diagnostic jobs now. Forget Flycomp. We've just lost our mind. No, she can't be gone. The Echo has three abstraction layers. Listen. Listen. Okay. We'll be gone too if we hesitate. Now we're definitely heading for the signal source. The planet. No. The small inner moon? Thank God for small mercies. How long do we have? At this rate, maybe two hours. Okay, new plan. You isolate the crash land systems first. Then you must kill Flycom. What? What about the lander? Beto's are frozen shut. No use anyway. Okay. Do you remember how to do it? I think so, but where the hell are you going? Our control room. To do what? We're damn sure the thrusters fire when we need them. take you to do a simple handshake with a long-term customer. We apologize for any inconvenience. Probably another BVD. Every second day is a bad virus day. Security cleared. You have a five-minute window in pad 427E. Commander Lansky, Major John, Commander Larkin speaks highly of you. Thank you for coming at such short notice. Pleasure to meet you, Zara. Just call me Brad. This is Alex, my co-pilot and business partner. Hi. So what's the superstar explorer got himself into this time? I don't know. I... Don't worry about him. 
Do you know Sandy's location? Well, not precisely. Commander Larkin and I have been collaborating on a project in a distant system up the spiral arm. Yeah, you said. Is he still chasing monsters? Sandy was due back two months ago, and yesterday a cybernetic person contacted me, saying he had information regarding Commander S. Larkin of Earth, but that it would cost me. I fear Sandy may have been kidnapped, and this CP has come to collect the ransom. Understood. Obviously, we want to meet the CP face to face. Yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's meet in the nervous wreck. He said to wait for instructions regarding the venue. Oh, I see. We'll spend the night here then. Right, well, you know where to find me. into our auditory nerves? I'm having trouble locating the feed. Would you like me to upgrade your scanning SLA? No, no, I'm paying a small fortune already. Hi, Alex. Follow me and meet fellow explorers who share all of your interests. I've already found free just a few steps Damn it, she's blocking my view. Just just go offline until you've fixed it. Okay, bye. Over there. Coming this way. Hello, can I help you? No talking, huh? Any idea what channel this CP's on? I'm offline. Is it him? Yes, this is Ansari 624, the local proxy for the Azad, an off-system trading family. Tell him to use human speech. He's been instructed to converse with me only for security reasons, using an encrypted EM link. Okay, feed into my private channel. He says his master is of a prominent trading family. 
When his master's vessel entered the vicinity of a large deserted planet, he picked up a faint distress signal coming from its surface. The signal's sidebands contained a serial number. Since the planet was uninhabited, he decided to attempt to identify the sender. After searching many databases, the serial number identified it as a drone manufactured here on Earth. He contacted the manufacturer, who told him that it was a scientific model, commissioned by Commander B. Lansky. Celius? Do you concur that Celius XXIII belongs to you? Yes, uh, he's on loan to the Larkin expedition. What about Celius? Shortly thereafter, the Nomad ship system was invaded by a hostile virus, which killed off the flight computer's higher functions. It then enslaved the lower functions into steering his ship toward the planet. Fortunately, though, all Nomad ships have a full override facility activated by a manual switch. He managed to navigate a course away from the planet, though now stranded in space. He was incredibly lucky to be rescued from the wreck by a passing freighter seven weeks later. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your family's ship. A lesser concern than the trauma suffered by my master throughout the ordeal. I'm also concerned for the well-being of Celius and his expedition and I'd like to have the coordinates of said planet. He says you may take this matter up with a civil court. As the person legally responsible for this drone, you are being charged for all damages incurred by the family. Now, wait a minute. They're just assuming it was Celius who gave them the virus? He says, since the system in question was deserted, their legal expertise has ratified this assumption. He bids you a good day. Pardon me, what just happened? I'm still offline. Looks like I'm being sued. Okay, Zara. Now that we're sworn to secrecy, tell us about the project. Did you read the dossier I sent? Yep, all five pages of what? Yes, the only useful info was that you're being sponsored by a Gaia AI with a number and no name. A hawk, no doubt. Are you not a full partner in this project? I am, but Sandy's very obscure. I know. He's always been very secretive. I don't know how you put up with him in flight school. Well, did he at least tell you the project name? Of course. Maybe Dick. Oh, I assume you're not looking for a dagger-toothed whale. Please, Alex. Zara, there's a lot riding on this. I must go in order to clear my name and avoid financial ruin. Sandy and Dieter might be in serious trouble. Everything depends on how well we plan for this trip. So you'll need to trust us and tell us everything you know. Commander, I would like to join the expedition. Sorry. <laughs> right. You have virtually no flight experience and will be hundreds of light years from home. Well, I know. But your crew doesn't have a cybernetic person. I'm a life-form expert, and I'm equipped with extreme survival skills. I could survive in space in sleep mode for a thousand years. Honestly, I don't see how that'll help us. We need to know what we're dealing with. Commander, if I tell you, do you promise to take me with you? That depends, Zara. Oh, man! I fear the worst. There's something I haven't told you. In Sandy's last come, he spoke about making contact with a new intelligent life form. Hmm. I was as excited as he was, but if only I'd been there, I might have been able to sense the danger. What kind of life form? Sandy thought it was electro-organic, which would make it the first true eganic ever discovered. But we're all electro-organic. Yes, but... 
Your neural implants are completely foreign to your natural physiology. This class of creature is primarily electronic. My own physiology might come close, but... But you're not natural. <sighs> he believed it was intelligent, but I don't know whether he actually made contact with it. Complete mystery. So that's it? Well, there are theories in electrobiology. What's your theory? Well, such a life form might have much greater control of EM radiation than us. You mean our machines? Yes, that's exactly the point. They have an intuitive grasp of the physical layer underlying all our machine sensing and communication protocols. Where we have dumb code, they have understanding. Intuition, where we have mere logic. So many open channels to commandeer a ship's flycom. Is she talking about? Hold it. Are you saying you actually believe that CP story? Well, a particular variation of it, yes. What variation? You're dealing with traders here, not scientists. Well, I don't see how that's relevant. Oh, totally naive. Anyway, it is much more likely a machine transmitting EM radiation carrying a powerful virus. What? Pirates? I'm merely trying to be objective. Zara, I think I understand now why you want to come. It would be amazing for a cybernetic person to find a natural life form of similar physiology. But? But I believe in sharing all information freely with my team, and I would expect no less from you. If you want to be part of this expedition, then you're going to have to play I ball. received the coordinates. Is that so? Yes. This morning. But how? The court bot said it would take a week. And why didn't you tell us? It was an anonymous mail. The center claims to be our anonymous AI sponsor. But I wanted to verify the coordinates first by going through the proper channels. Okay, Zara. No more secrets. We're under time pressure. Our project needs the benefit of all our strength, so we work as one, okay? That probably got us a week's head start. Yes. My apologies. I'm used to working in a more scientific manner. You'll manage just fine. Just think of exploration as high-speed science. Judgment calls need to be made all the time without the benefits of all the facts. So, is there anything else we should know? Yes. The mail also contains meta-search results. I haven't had time for a detailed analysis, but it seems he managed to troll thousands of archives, some of them hundreds of years old, and some not even soul-based. You see, now that's too much information. It turns out many different ships have gone missing in that volume. Really? Well done. This is all adding up to something very real. Alright, Zara, you're in. I want to see this research, and I need a full report on everything that you and Sandy know about this, this Moby Dick, whatever it is. Ship's log. We are preparing for a trip to the coordinates as supplied by Zara. I am working on an unusual sub-project with Clement. 
to deactivate the vast majority of my sensors. Most of my processing power over the next few days will involve adjusting my flight software accordingly. I hope the others can cope on their own. kind of expedition to plan for. We don't really know what we'll be up against. Clement, tell us about this planet. According to the Universal Atlas, there is a planet passing through these coordinates named Zirconia 2814X. Just call it Planet X. Rocky? Yep, and dense. Too many Gs for the advantage. We'd have to take the lander down. Negative. It will even be hazardous for the lander. What is the climate of Planet X? Average temperature of 50 degrees Celsius, minus. Thin atmosphere of inert gases, no water present. Extremely high winds result in permanent sandstorms. Life forms? None whatsoever. The planet has no known life forms. Yeah, except for one bad-tempered megavirus. I agree. The meta-search suggests that a statistically significant portion of the missing ships suffered malfunctions in their flight computers. Okay. So, how do we protect our own ship? Well, we have a complete inventory of the sensors outside of the Advantage. Clement will deactivate them as soon as we approach Planet X. Will we still be able to monitor the planet's surface through a single sensor? Yeah, but slowly. It's isolated from the rest of the ship with quantum-encrypted firewalls, and we'll also have a, a human passcode for the extra security. What about when we leave the protection of the ship? Can it harm us? Well, that's even more difficult to predict. We've firewalled the landers and the smart suits, so, but these are not as sophisticated as the advantage and may be more vulnerable. I'm also worried about our weapons. Our suit mazes are wide open to attack. Mm. I paid a colleague at the Weapons Museum a visit. He loaned us a few special exhibits from the 21st century. Here we go. They're called machine guns. They're made of pure metal alloy moving parts. Electronics? Nothing but pure analog. Sweet, totally virus-proof. This weighs a ton. Wait until you feel the bullets. May I? Be my guest. These ballistic weapons are cumbersome to use. Firing isn't activated by thought. The only way to fire is to pull this lever back with your finger. The bullets are explosive, but only have very limited course correction. Provided someone constantly paints the target with a sight laser. And how many bullets can we take with us? Lots, but they're so heavy you can only carry a very small number with you, so it's really a last resort at very close range. <clears throat> when we're done with the checklist, I want all of you to go and practice firing these weapons before we depart tomorrow. I'm sure you'll find it quite an experience. <sighs> Any idea what we're going to do when we get to Planet X? Find Celius, Larkin and Rothman. And if Larkin and Rothman aren't there? No idea. That's why I'm taking you along. Do you expect them to be alive? Months have passed by the time we get there. I don't know. But they're the best explorers out there. And I know they wouldn't go down without a fight. Commander, I am ready to take off. 
Thanks, Advantage. Let's go. station on an ancient universal subway network that covers vast areas of the galaxy. Humankind has only uncovered small pieces of it as the entrances are very hard to find and often very far apart for slower than light travel. How far is the exit from Planet X? The closest exit point we have is a week from Planet X at 20% light speed. Don't worry about the future now, just focus on the subway. See you on the other side. That came out wrong. Clement, go and sit next to Zara. Commander, I do not understand the purpose of leaving the bridge at this time. Don't argue, Clement. I'm busy. Just dial your empathy way up and talk to her. Congratulations. You are the first cybernetic person to enter the subway aboard this ship. What, what is the... What's happening to me? Don't worry. The most difficult part of the subway for biologicals is getting enough sleep. Sleep? Yes, sleep. Sleep? How could I possibly go to sleep in all this? You've put your finger on the problem. I, I feel like I'm swimming in a giant pot of honey. Don't be alarmed. It's the high density of dark matter. The effect is similar to an alcohol simulation. What are you talking about? Have you lost your reasoning routines? You're a robot and I'm a cybernetic person. What reasoning routines?
And that was Brad Lansky, Alien from Planet X, a remake of the original uh, done by uh, Dieter Zimmerman, uh, written by J.D. Venn, um, part of the protophonic, protophonic.net. Um, they have won um, a Mark Time Award in the past for their Brad Lansky in the 40-verse, and we'll put up some links to their stuff if you like it, radiodramarevival.com. Um, brief foray into outer space for a couple weeks here on Radio Drum Revival before we go into some more contemporary drama uh, for the months ahead. So uh, at any rate, uh, if you want to explore more hundreds and hundreds of hours of programming at radiodramarevival.com, you can find us on Twitter, hit up at radiodrama or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash radiodramarevival or search for Radio Drum Revival on iTunes or Stitcher, leave a review, tell your friends, give a donation at radiodramarevival.com, whatever you can do to keep this service going. Uh, appreciate it. We Definitely our volunteer run and run as a labor of love by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge, which brings me to the last part. Read Drum Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. It originates at WMPG-FM in Portland, Maine, but uh, is podcast here at RadioDramaRevival.com as a labor of love. Uh, all shows remain copyright to their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. As always, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. 